now tuned into the greatest. And uh, we need so to have another guest duck, on too. The duck came out primo, my guy. It, it, looked, it, looked, it looked good. Did everybody else eat it mid rare like you or uh, no, I had to cook it way up. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I thought, bitch. <laughs> way up, way that's up. What, that's so, what I thought, bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude, like it came out. Yeah. Because like, so 300 at an hour total, right? It just rendered it all out. You let it rest like 20 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, oh, the last 10 minutes, hike it up to like 375. Yeah. Get the red color. Let you it rest what, 20. Though? You know what? Um, Casey, I will argue that... I'm not going to lie. I think picking duck style and I, and I'm kind of biting my tongue as I say this, but you kind of like, I think you have to choose one or the other. You have to choose whether you want rosé pink skin or you want crispy motherfucking skin. Mm. And, um, and it's funny because I do agree. Like I don't like eating irony duck. Like the breast gets really irony. You know, when you overcook really? it, it gets mealy and very, dry very and no bueno. But I, I'm going to be honest. I have tried so many different ways to try and make the picking duck um, rosé. And it doesn't really work mm-hmm. out. It doesn't work out, man. I, I guess is the I guess is the skin component after a while, right? Because like yeah. after fully rendered, you're like, mm, do I cook it yeah. the extra fucking 30 minutes or like yeah. crisp the hell up? But then you're overcooking it. Yeah. But then... I guess I don't know. I, yeah. I like it just the way it is, just rosé. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? You know what? But I have to agree, man. I'm I prefer eating duck mid rare, like rosé. You know what I'm saying? All mm. the way for sure. But then when it comes to picking duck, it's kind of weird because I do agree that the breast is overcooked and like like anywhere you go, they cook the whole thing. They cook yeah. it well done, bro. Always. And the thing All is, it's, it's 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 funny because like I had um. I went to uh, to 99 Ranch. They do a really good picking duck over here in Bay, in the Bay Area. Mm. And, um, you know, they have it – they call it extra crispy barbecue duck. So they take okay. it a step further. They roast it all the way. Then they fry it in the fryer. You know what I'm saying? They drop oh, the whole damn. duck. Oh, damn. That's extra. They drop the whole duck in the fryer. Then it hangs and then the oil drips. It's under a heat lamp. And I have to admit, it's like I'm not going to lie. Like I know it's overcooked. But, dude, yeah. my client – my that people – That skin is crispy. Dog, they love it in the, the mushy pancakes. They yeah, love it. They, they, they really can't do. get enough, but they like well done proteins anyway. But anyway, let's get let's get back to it. So it's funny because my I cooked um I had a piece of turkey. Mm. I uh, barbecued a piece of turkey and it, it came out so good, man. And it I'm not gonna good. lie, I'm not gonna lie. And I'm I'm telling on myself here, but uh I pulled it out at 140. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. I pulled it out at 140. Yeah, I said yeah. in the video like 150 or 155, whatever. Nah, man. I got to be honest. It, it was yeah. 150 on the outside, but like it was perfect. And then what yeah. I did, what I did was I went back in at a low temperature. Um, mm-hmm. And this is perfect. So I wrapped it up, right? And it's in the video. I wrap it up and then I put it back into mm-hmm. the smoker. And then what what I, what that does is at 200 degrees for, you know, for a really long time, it, it gets rid of the pink and the bone, Right. Mm. so so um you know like for me it was so good this listen i sliced this turkey it was so delicious man and, and i'm i'm sorry yeah, it's it like you hear people complain about turkey meat oh it's too dry oh it's this well look i'm gonna tell y'all right now it's because you're eating it overcooked that's the bottom line <laughs> there ain't no else what they ain't no over listen it's just the way it is and i totally get it i'm not gonna sit here and tell you uh not like i don't care how you want to eat your meat i'll cook it for you however you want but 
if you're mm. complaining about dry turkey, it's because it's overcooked. Sorry. <laughs> like, can I share with you? Um, so I went to my mother's house, right? Uh, yeah. So I got, I got. She she really likes that mac and cheese. So I got her a quart of mac and cheese. Five forty five, by the way, for a quart. Five dollars from Boston Market. Yeah. Shut up, dude. Dude, <laughs> it's like it's like the grimiest mac and cheese, but I fucking love that shit. But anyway, but you know it's good though. I get there. <laughs> Uh, it was good. I bought two And you don't want it fresh. Mine. You want it sitting in that deli cup for at least an hour and exactly. a half. Let it marinate exactly. for me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, so I get to the house. Um, my mom's like, so I cook roast beef. I'm like, all right, awesome, great. She's like, oh, man, you're going to love this. I cooked it for eight hours. I'm like, ma, I'm going to tell you right now, um, that's going to be the driest roast beef ever. <laughs> She's like, no, it won't. I'm like, y- yeah, you're, you're a little over. Um, maybe three hours, Max. She's like, I don't understand. It cooks so well. I'm like, well, um, the easiest way is you, all the fat just went down. <laughs> you just yeah. cooked it all off. So we had the driest, um, roast beef. And she was like, well, how do we save it? Chicken stock. I just boiled it in chicken stock. I yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> listen, if it's, you're talking about a ribeye, right? A ribeye roast. Yeah. A ribeye. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. See, this is another one, man. I like my ribeye pff, raw, dog. You know? Yeah, me too. Yeah. It, smoking cures, cures me. You can eat it safely. Low touch. Yeah, that's true. It's hundred percent true, especially if you hot if you hot hold it for a certain amount of time at a certain temperature, dude, you're totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. and I have to admit, man, I um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, <laughs> eating things at the proper temperature. But here's the thing: yeah. I'll be honest, you know, Chef Salty, while we're on the topic, um, you know, it's funny because like that's just not a battle I'm willing to fight anymore with anybody. <laughs> you know what you're I'm just saying? Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, like, are you, are you gonna, are you gonna fight your mom about the overcooked roast beef? Of course not. You're like, no, like, so many people. Listen, I saw so many videos, so many birds, so many steak, prime ribs. I saw so many. Like, if they only knew the reason why they love that juicy maple ham, if they only knew how it was cooked. See, people see on the package, oh, it's just, it's, it's cooked. No, but it's it's brined. It's you know it's almost yeah. it's basically sous vide. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And it has mm. sodium nitrate in it, right? Which keeps the meat the the meat pink. pink. But um, anyway, I'm getting off topic. But I saw so many turkeys that were just hammered, bro. That look so dry, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah, man, that's kind of that's kind of just like what people are used to, and they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna eat turkey on Thanksgiving. This is what it's gonna be. But I am a firm believer if you're doing a mass production of it you sous vide the breasts okay and you confit mm. the legs separate the yes. birds and you make the best turkey gravy that you ever had in your life with the back with the carcass and everything and mm. um i don't ever roast a bird whole unless it's spatchcocked because if you roast the bird whole a turkey a bird that big doesn't matter what kind of bird it is ostrich doesn't matter the the breast is always mm. going to overcook before the legs are even thinking about being cooked the only, way to, the only way to mitigate that is spatchcocked like um, when I spatchcocked this bird the other day and I wrapped up his feet, I mean, it was so, it was, it came out so perfect, man. I made two slits mm. under where, where the thigh was. Where the thigh is, yeah. Yeah. So and I left, I left the breastbone in. <laughs> Dude, it came, it was the same temperature all the way throughout. It was really nice. And uh, I'm really glad I did it, man. But I'll tell you what, man, that, that, that turkey was juicy. And you know why? Because it wasn't it looked, uh, cooked. Like it looked juicy. 
Yeah, it, and it then was. You lay a rest too. It was like perfect. Oh, like it was great. So it's funny because when I pulled up the barbecue, um, when I when I was portioning it, um, you know, for the people that I served it to, I put it back in the oven just a flash. You know, oh, of course, four four fifty just to bring it up to. Uh, I think I think it came up to. I don't know what temperature it came up to, but it was it was still juicy, but um, the texture was good enough where it was juicy, but it wasn't dry. And I think that's what uh, a lot of people miss. They think they 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 don't want to kill anybody, so they're like fuck. But dude, my wife was like, "That's all they were talking about was how good the turkey was." You know how good it was. Yeah, man. And I'm what like, were yeah, your sides? Oh, I didn't do the sides. I just did the my my wife was in a pinch. Oh, you just did a turkey. Yeah, got she was it, in a pinch, it. and uh, she's like, she's like, "Fuck, I don't know how to make this turkey tomorrow." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "What time do I need to put it in the oven? What do I need?" To? I'm just like, "Don't worry, babe, I got this. <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got it." That's what your I husband's here for. I got you. Okay. I'm going to take care of this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I lit up that barbecue, man. She did a good job brining it though. She did a really good job brining it, but I think people mm. get intimidated, man, you know, with cooking turkey. But other than that, your Thanksgiving was good. My Thanksgiving was great. Um, I just wish that, you know, again, so the, the turkey itself they didn't have the neck. So it didn't have the neck bone. It was missing the head, right? Not so even inside, inside keep- the cavity. It's not, it's, it's not even, it's not even, uh, I got it from PA. I wish I, I had it. But anyway, um, I couldn't get the, the neck, um, skin up. Like I couldn't tie it up enough. Um, so that ended up not being crispy, but then I just deep fried that sucker. And that was for yeah. me. That was okay. the bite that you saw me take on my video. Oh, okay. That was all, that was like my piece. So it was all fat, but it was, oh, it was so good. Yeah. But I, you know, tur- turkey neck is my, it's probably my favorite part of the turkey. I love the brain mm, breeze turkey neck. That's amazing. I know me too. It's really I good. was just missing. I'm like, oh man, it didn't have it. I really wish it, it did had it, but it didn't have the neck on it. But it is, it is what it is. Uh, it also yeah. didn't have innards, which is uh, surprising. That's weird. I paid twenty seven dollars for it. I, sh- I should have had the innards too. Yeah. I would have wished know, I had the innards. You know, it's so funny. I, um, dude, I made so much food for Thanksgiving. On uh, it was crazy. But we we actually when I want to talk about this, uh, I actually went out to dinner with my family. So uh, it was me and okay. two kids. And it was crazy because, man, I got to be honest, man, shout out to the restaurant business. Everybody that's working in the restaurant business or that is that has worked Thanksgiving, trust me, I know what it's like to be fucking buried. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate it. And, and it's, funny, it's funny because I think this needs to be addressed. It's like, you know, Casey, if you walk into a restaurant, you can tell if they're understaffed as a chef. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I'm, I'll be honest, man, I felt horrible for my server. He must have had 12 tables, dude. Least. Wow. At least. Minimum. And you know, it's funny because like back in the day, uh, you know, if you're, if like, and I'm just referring to my experience, but like, you know, if, if, if you're running behind on food, usually the chef sounds out and amused or they drop around the drinks right. or, you know, the manager comes by and says, Hey, the kitchen's a little backed up. Um, you know, mm-hmm. your food's going to be out shortly, man. My man came to the table and he was like, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> Not gonna lie, don't know when your food's coming, but it's it's coming. I rang it in. I don't know what hey. you know. He's like he's just keeping it real nice. as a mother. Keep one hundred, like and he, you know, because nice. he, they're just they're and like here's the thing. And I want to make a public service announcement, and we should probably click mm. this. If you are you a it. front of the house manager, do not fuck yourself, okay? Yeah, because here's the, I see this all the time. And it happened to be in Las Vegas. So in Las Vegas, and I'm just going to use my experience, um, mm-hmm. you have no choice. You have to sit people. If you don't, they're going to go to the ne- restaurant right next door and they're going to get sat. And Absolutely. so it was like a competition. How many people could sit at, how many people can we sit at once? But as a manager, you need to, it's like an orchestra. You are the, you are the air, the pilot. You're the air yeah. traffic control. And 
I highly urge any front of the house manager, because if I was the chef, I'd be chewing your ass out because I, mm. this happened all the time. And then I started to realize like, hey, can you not give them menus for about five minutes? Just don't give yeah. them menus for Just five hold minutes. hold it up. Give, oh, my give, God. Yes. Give them a drink yes, menu. Yes, yes, yes. Give them a drink menu. Okay, give them regular menus. Like, you know, stage out the fucking menus, right? And then yeah. here's the thing. Give me the appetizers first. Like, stop fucking around. Like, here's the thing. If you want to ring in the apps first, that's great. But let me know which one, like, which are the entrees. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of a lot of servers, what they would do is they would ring in like order fires. So they would bring in the apps first, and then they would yeah. bring the entree in after. The so in, or, yep. order fire entree. And Doug, if you're talking about a chicken, you know we cooked our chicken to order, so it was 25 minutes, whether you liked it or not. Yeah. And um, and it's it's crazy because I was like, yo, we need to fix this. You get the apps and the entrees at the same time. You're gonna bring it in one ticket, but it's okay. Yeah. Like if you know the kitchen's gonna be down, send them a send them a couple apps like. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, so it's funny because uh, the tickets would just start ringing in, dude, in Vegas, and like I'm talking, I would get 15 tickets at once. Right, a server would go to one table, take the full order, then go to the next table, take the full order, go to the next table, take the full order, and then sit go at the, the computer, fucking, plug them all in, <laughs> sit at the fucking micro machine and fucking hammer yes. away, right? And so it's funny because yes, yeah. as a chef, I would immediately not want to, you know, um, I would get tanked first, and then I started getting smart, and I was like, hey, here, table 53. You need to go talk to them right now because they're not getting apps for 20 minutes. And then I would tell yeah. Garmage, I was like, hey, do not even look at that ticket. Don't even look at yeah. it. You work on these three tickets first. But anyway, after we got into a flow, it didn't matter how many tables sat in the in the restaurant. Correct. You were just churning to- out. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny yeah. because like it's funny because like when you when the chef and the manager are really in tune, where the restaurant I went to, they weren't. Right. The, the, the mm. kitchen was just getting fucking blasted, bro. And I got to admit, they weren't set up for Thanksgiving properly. You know what I'm saying? They were they were like they like when we got the uh, the Thanksgiving dinner out, it was like, you know, they had the mashed potatoes on the side. They had the uh, they had the green beans on the side. They had. Listen, Casey, I got to be honest, underliner, napkin and then the side dish. Hey, oh, wow. Fuck that. <laughs> bitch, you're getting, you getting the whole plate with everything on it. It's American oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's American Absolutely. Thanksgiving. People need to stop it. Like, stop the fancy shit. People don't want that when you yeah, go for yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you're making the food runner carry a side a side platter, right? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a waste of time. We did a study. So basically, we did this. What do people look forward for Thanksgiving? It's supposed to be a feast, mm. right? But yeah. here's the thing. You have an excuse now with COVID, sharing, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, pick yeah. and choose your battles depending on obviously if you're in a super fine dining restaurant, if you're going to make a turkey plate, yes, I get it, make it nice. But I felt really bad for this server. Uh, you know, we ended up having a good experience. Thankfully, my wife and I are in the restaurant business, but like, or we were mm-hmm. in the restaurant business. And the thing is, is we know like when you have kids, sorry, I'm getting off topic, but when you have kids, your time is limited, bro. You got about, you oh, have very. less than 30 minutes to get some food for these kids or else they're before popping they off start you. screaming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, as soon as my three-year-old sat down, he lifted up that share plate and started banging it. Bro, he ain't Wow. Boom, boom. And I'm like, dude, Give me oh. food. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. But um, I just want to, you know, I want to make a public service announcement. Like, if you go out to a restaurant and, like, you can tell they're super busy, don't be a fucking dickhead. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't be a dickhead. Like, everybody out there, come on. And I know people should work and people should do their jobs, but the restaurant industry mm-hmm. is missing a chunk of employees. Like big chunk right now. Yeah. 
like my server didn't have a back. He didn't have a bus boy. He didn't have, he had wow. nothing. He had nothing, dude. The front of the house manager was running around with their head cut off. And, uh, and I felt bad because like, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I know how to fix the situation. You know, yeah. you stop the fucking door. You stop it. Yeah. You stop it. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you say that. So I, I've never in my, cause I was in that one corporation for about eight years. <laughs> Uh, legal seafoods. I I never had to oh, work you Thanksgiving. Legal That's the only day we were closed for that one day. That was the only day we were closed. Mm-hmm. All every day else we were open. So my busiest day, Mother's Day and um, Christmas Day, and Brandon, we're talking like seventy five grand fucking day. Like it's Grab like eight hundred people. But anyway, the way I've always done it, um, I would tell I, we had walkies. I'm like, yo, stop the fucking door. Literally, give me give me six minutes. Six minutes. Let me just get at least the apps out and then fucking set them. Otherwise, we're going to crash the kitchen and we're going to go through this all yeah. over again. Um, I think it took them. It took us two years to fully get the flow down. Yeah. After that, bro, it was cake. It was yeah. cake. They knew yeah. it. They and, understood. Yep. And uh, listen, I'm not going to lie. Um, after 15 minutes, they have they've had their apps. I'm firing entree. I don't give a fuck. Mm. Oh, I yeah. Much- when you're busy. Bro, we're like this. You have to. You Clockwork. have to create the flow. And like, look, some, I'm not going to lie. Some people get upset. They're like, we're not ready yet. But um, yeah. here's the thing. Too I bad. would rather sacrifice quality a little bit, a touch, yeah. not too much, but, um, you know, then completely take the kitchen down. So here's a good yeah. example. Here's a good example. Like I would walk out and clear plates. Like if I knew a table was going to be ready, because sometimes the server, the back boy wasn't on it. Back bus. Correct. Can I say back boy nowadays or should we say back? Is person? it back boy nowadays? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was just playing. But like, yeah, if, after 15 minutes, usually I'm, I'm firing. I'm fine. The chef is firing. But like sometimes the yeah, server yeah, will yeah. get upset. But like, dude, if you don't get that first, you know, if you don't get those first 20 to 30 reservations, fucking tables turned, you're fucking mm. yourself. You're, yeah, you're you really, really that's what's happening. Like you have to push Definitely the pace are. and that's just the way it is, man. And like, in all honesty, there was a table that was next to us, um, that they were just lollygagging around, you know, they were just hanging out. They didn't get their food. Then they finally ordered desserts. You know what I did, man? I was like, Hey, when you drop the entrees, fire the desserts, like get the desserts on the table. It's totally fine. Man. <laughs> yeah, like, don't even play just around. Go. It's fine. Come on, give it, give it to me, you know? And then like, it's funny because like, I saw like the, the bus boy come out or somebody, the food runner come yeah. out with the desserts and then he started walking back and I'm like, Hey, hey, no, no, no. Bring it back over here, bro. Bring, bring, <laughs> I, I know you see, I know you see entrees right now, but it's fine. Bring it down. Set it down. It's all good. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get this show on the road. Nice. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, man. I think it needs. Um, it, it has to have people that also work in the industry to eat yeah. properly, because like yeah. it's just uh, it's just a crazy occurrence, especially when you're doing like high volume. Bro, we were we were crazy volume. Now, yeah. granted, it's not like as busy as you guys in Vegas, but we are, it's like 800 fucking plates. Yeah, for the freaking night. But I but I it's saw nuts. the kitchen. I saw the kitchen. I saw the chef losing his mind. And I saw, I saw a lot of things that could have been easily resolved. And the mm. thing is, is like, you know, here's the thing, man. Everybody's been on cruise control for so long, you know. And I yeah. think another thing that we have to take in consideration is like, these restaurants need money, man. They're not going to turn away yeah. people. They need to seat the butts, dude. They need to seat the mm-hmm. butts. And I just feel bad because it's like, who, who am I to say, hey, stop the door or no, don't see these people. No, man, these people, these restaurants are struggling, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why I truly believe, like I was telling, uh, I, I was consulting with somebody the other day and I was like, you know, private chefing is a thing now. Okay. Yeah. Like let's big thing. cut the shit. You 
dude, I have so many people reach out to me for a private, like private chefing, like not, not like full time. Like, Hey, can you come cook a dinner at my house? Can you like, I try to tell young cooks all the time. You don't need to be a high level chef to do this. You know Mm. what I'm saying? You need to just pick a recipe off of MarthaStewart.com and take the bull by the horns. Dude, straight up. Yeah, actually, you know, right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, seriously. There's so much information on the interwebs now. Like, you know, you like, listen, I'll be honest. I was tasked to make some some Jewish food. I'm not Jewish, man. I'm Mm. American and I'm like Christian background. But like, I'm not going to say I don't know how to make it. You know what I said? Correct. Okay, hey, I'm going to work on that. No problem. And guess what? I went on the internet and was like, okay, this is how you make this. Okay, this is how you make mm. this. And that's what that's what is available now. You remember when we were growing up in this industry, man, you had cookbooks, bro. You didn't have the internet. Dude. Yeah. We had know? to learn it. It yeah. was crazy. Especially for like uh, like patisserie or like anything baking. Because like I didn't focus enough on it because I wanted to yeah. all do well, savory. So it was, it was you're intense, in luck. man. You're in luck, Casey, because I'm about to do a whole couple series on tiktok about um simple desserts simple pastries you need to know and simple techniques because i think you're right it's really important to know how to make muffins how to make yeah cookies like just simple stuff you know yeah if you give me if you give me flour water um you know dry active yeast instant yeast baking powder or whatever it doesn't matter you give me a combination of something i can bake you bread i can do it without even Mm -hmm. measuring and i think that's important you know yeah to be able to no, feel it, and look and touch. Um, or you can just make tart tatans and just call it a day. <laughs> Dude, I love tart tatans, but you know what? I'm not going to lie, man. I oh, cheat. I like to use, it. I like puff. I like puff pastry on tart tatans. Yeah, puff. Yep. I, I, I puff. really do. Like, I, and I know, like, I, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know my, uh, my friend chef uh, is going to freak out, but I just, I think I would much rather spend more time. On, I think, okay, I, this is my thing. This is my perception. It's something beautiful. It's something simple. It's something rustic, but it's absolutely amazing if you nail it. And I think I would much rather spend more time cutting the apples really nice and making sure the caramel was, Uh, and then just slapping a piece of puff pastry on there because I'll be honest, ain't nothing better than when you invert that, when you bake off and the puff rises, mm -hmm. but then when you invert it and then it kind of sits and flattens and you have, you have these beautiful thin layers of puff pastry that are just smushed. Mm. It's amazing. It's delicious. It's, I know. It's, yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. We're doing it um, in two weeks. We're doing tarts and tans at the restaurant. Um, oh, okay. I managed chef. Uh, I managed to tell him, I was like, Hey, I think we can do it. It's yeah. not that busy. Um, we can rock this out. Like, even though our cold side won't be able to do it. Um, I was like, I, there's two of us on a stove, literally. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw it in and we'll do it. Not a biggie. Are you doing um, big big pans? Or are you doing mini individual portions? Individual portions? No. So we have uh, the seven inch ramekins that we're gonna bake them off in, little mini ones. Oh, okay. Individuals, yeah. So like, we'll we'll set like I don't know. We'll do like twenty a night. Yeah. Like we have twenty of this. We'll sell it out. Out it goes. When we're out of it, it goes to the regular um, desserts. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to at least run some good quality apples right now. Uh, yeah, I was gonna know, say what apples you gonna use. I'm what not I, sure yet. You're not sure yet. That will all depend on. That will all depend on what he wants. So yeah, we'll go yeah. take some apples. You, you got some. You got some really good apples on the on the East Coast. I, I would argue that they're better than California for sure. Apples mm. in Michigan and Chicago area, um, you yeah. know, are just they're just way better, man. Like especially in, even on the East Coast, man. Apples are just better, man. But what mm. I was gonna say is, is you don't have many uh, stop cast irons. 
that works out the best. You get the best caramel out of that. Yeah, I wish we had. You know, like the uh, not the four inches, but the uh, the one bigger than that. I think it's a yep, six. It's like the five or six, right? five and a half. Yeah, the five or six. I wish we yeah. had those. Um, that way, you can just literally all portion them out, just slap it in the oven. Yeah, it'll come out. And you like know what? 15, you know what? I'll be honest. When I'm making a large amount, I always I I'm not gonna lie. I pre make the caramel because it's just. So oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I won't have okay. I won't have time. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Pre make the caramel time. caramel. Make sure it's stabilized and. Mm-hmm. Bitch, we going because like I, I, you know, it's so funny because like I think what people need to take in consideration, like it is so different. I try to tell people this all the time. It is so different when you are making something for thirty to fifty people compared to yes. one portion. Yeah, you know, very different. You know, mm-hmm. it is, man. I had to make I had to make uh, a batch of peach jam with two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. pounds of peaches, my guy. Yeah, well, I mean, we have to batch it out, though. You know, let's go into like what. About like a hundred people, right? If, that's how you have to think about it. Like yeah. I have to think about this for the week. Yeah. So and that's how many apples think, am I going to bring, et cetera? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I think. And that's why I get kind of upset with people. Um, you know, I th- <laughs> like, okay. The TikTok trolls. I like it. I like it when people are like, Oh, you didn't make this from scratch. You didn't make that. I'm like, bitch, when I'm at my house, I am the ultimate lazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Right. Like, cause it feels like work. Right? Yeah, can you, can you agree with that? Because like it feels like work to me. I'm like, uh. yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like sometimes, like when I'm at when I'm shooting content, like I'm shooting like batch content. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I wouldn't do this like this, but I'm just making one, so it's fine. But uh, mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, bro. Sometimes I, there's sometimes I do things just for the video, but I wouldn't really do it in real life, like uh, wasting time, um, like yeah. uh, during the preparation process. And I think we need to start normalizing. Um, the amount of labor that goes into things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause some people just do it better, you know, like mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like I want to make croissants or sorry, I, I buy croissants right now and uh, I get them from mm-hmm. a bakery in San Francisco. They just do a really good job. I'll send you the link. Yeah. They just do better than I would be able to. And uh-huh. I'm okay with that. You know why? Because I don't yeah. have time to sit there and make laminated dough. Like, yeah, I don't want to laminate ever again, Brandon. I'm telling you right yeah. now, if we ever, I do. If we I ever do. get to work, it <laughs> is such an incredible. And listen, it's a labor of love. But listen, can I tell you something? I saw a. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me rephrase that. I'm not okay. laminating without a sheeter. Okay. Yes, That's, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. That's, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm what not I'm doing by hand. Listen, I I found a sheeter on Etsy for about a thousand dollars, and it looks legit. It's a tabletop sheeter. Okay. And uh, I would do it with that, like. I think sheeting it, having a sheeter, and then I think that makes it like, I don't know, man. You know, Laurent Gras, uh, the chef, told me if you don't have a mm-hmm. sheeter, it's not worth it's not worth it. Don't do it by yeah. hand. The, the the layers won't be perfect. And I'm like, you know what? I agree mm-hmm. with that chef. And even though you can roll it out by hand, you know, he makes a valid point. But anyway, back to back to the le- lectured hand, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you, like um, you know how many so times lamination too. When I first started um, my job, I made puff pastry like on the fly okay. so many times. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to make it. I got to make it. You know, I gotta oh, make it, you know, rough puff. And then, crazy. and then, you know, I'm like, and then it's funny because somebody mentioned to me, like, you're wasting your time. And, and it's so funny because in, uh, in actual restaurants and in the hotel, I never mm. made puff pastry. We never made, we just couldn't keep up. We yeah. bought the full sheet pans of puff pastry and we punched them out. Right. And <laughs> call I'm it like, a day. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm like, yeah, why am I? So then, so I went to Whole Foods and I bought, uh, and I also talked to a couple of purveyors. And the thing is, is 
I will argue that the puff needs to stay frozen until you're ready to use yeah. it. So mm-hmm. I, I ordered it online from this French place, but every time it would come, just defrosted, defrosted, and I would uh, refreeze it, and then it, the quality would suffer. Like you could see it start turning like black spots. And mm. so um, Dufour, D-U-F-O-U-R, from Whole Foods, okay. best. It's the best. It's 100% wow. all butter. It's really good. It's the best. And uh, that's what I use now, and I'm okay with it. And I know how to yeah. make puff pastry. I know how I think everybody should kind of, if you want to be a chef, you should know how to make puff pastry. But, you know, we need to normalize purchasing things as chefs. Like we can't do everything. Mm. You can't freaking do everything. You have to pick and choose your battles on what you want to focus on, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to do pastry. I tell you why, especially lamination. It just takes so much effort. Plus I have like really warm hands too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you so know it, I'm like not... I'm not yeah, made I think, for it. I think you're making up a bunch of excuses, but I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally I just get don't it. want to touch it, Brandon. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I'd so make bread though in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know bread. I'm I'm really getting into this bread thing, man. I'm really I'm re- I want to make a panettone, panettone or whatever. Yo, it's called. can we? Okay, I was just yeah. messaging Duffy because I'm like that's my all time favorite bread ever. Okay. I can never make it correct, and I can never I can never get the proportions right. First of all. Let's get that out of the way. And then second of all, I, I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know how to, yeah. the feel is because, you know, using machine. Yep. Obviously, he's like the so, pro at it. So here's the thing. I'll tell you one thing, Casey. I love learning new things, things that I've never mm. made before. It was just like mm-hmm. uh, I did a dragon fruit tongue hulu, a video co- a couple weeks back. I've never tried I the saw. yellow dragon fruit. I've only had the purple. You know what I'm saying? And I've never made tongue mm-hmm. hulu before. I've only seen it. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just do it so I have it under my belt. I think that's yeah. really important for all of us chefs to do. And bro, you know what I hate the most is don't say you know mm. how to do something if you ain't never done it before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just say you don't know. How many, chefs, how many chefs you know do that, man? Like, dude, if you don't, like, I'm not going to sit here and yell at you. I remember I had a I had a line cook who said, like, yo, I was like, hey, can, we we were in the shits. And I'm like, do you know how to, do you know how to slice smoked salmon? And mm. he's like, yeah, chef, I got it. I'm like, great. I need a half pan. Can you just go slice me yeah, some smoke? Slice panic? it right now. And then he like froze. And I'm like, you said you know how to smoke slice. You know how to you know how to slice smoked salmon, right? He's like, well, yeah, yeah, I got it, dude. He's looking at the fucking piece of salmon for like a 15 <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, and I remember I got so frustrated because I was like, hey, like I'm like, listen, I understand you're trying. You know, it's ego. I get it. But if you don't know how to mm-hmm. do something, don't pretend or assume you know how to yes. do something. And then you're gonna go fuck it up. And so I'm sitting there slicing the smoked salmon in front of him. I'm like, hey, and I'm giving him this lecture. And it's funny because now he is a sous chef. He is a sous chef somewhere. Yeah. And he's dealing with the same thing, like where now somebody says it. they know how to do something. But I'm like, listen, just keep it real. Like if I don't know something, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say I know how to do it, man, because I, that, that'll mm-hmm. get you in a tough position. Very tough, especially when yeah. you have to lie through it. So my, uh, my one cuisine I'm not really strong at, is um like the the higher end French stuff. I don't know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. I have yeah. no idea. You you start going on. I'm like what? But <laughs> show it to me. Yeah, I I will reproduce it for you. That's like exactly. my main strong suit. Like I always say, you know. Yeah. Just show it to me at least one time. Let me get the feel of it. Yeah. Let me touch yep. it. Let me smell it. Let me do the whole yep. thing, and then we can move on. You know. Um yeah. And then like, like the the pasta making for Italian stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not fully versed in it. I don't. I don't know what I'm looking at half the time, especially yeah. like different pastas. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Really that's, a, know. that's a good. That's a good point, bro. You should. You should. Uh, you, listen. There's a book called uh, "Mastering the Art of Pasta." It's a really good book. But you know who's good to follow for uh, 
for pasta is uh, mm. Chef Joe Sasto. Oh, I I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, peep, I peep at his pastas yeah, all dude. the time. I'm yeah, like, and you know what? He's doing handmade so pastas good. all the time. They look beautiful. Uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that I follow is uh, Air, um, Evan Funky. Evan Funky. Okay. Um, in Los Angeles, he has, uh, I forgot what the restaurant's called. But, Salty uh, said, Salty says, me pasta. I can teach yes. you pasta. Yeah. It's really easy, man. Like, I got to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you see that behind me, though, but uh, I'm going to flex real quick. See those? Oh, you see that one? The pasta, the pasta extruder and the pasta. Oh, machine. yeah, the shooter. Oh, the, okay. You I have the extruder and I have, the sheet, I have the sheeter, too. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's all right. I'll show you. I'll no. show you. But I have, it's like, I think it's worth it, but you can make it by hand. I also have a YouTube video on it too. A really simple YouTube mm. video where I don't measure. I'm like, no, we're not going to measure. I'm going to show you. It's really easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can do it by feel. Yeah. And I think in, in honestly, you can make ramen noodles. It's the same. Sh- okay. I'm not going to say it's the same stuff. I don't want to disrespect anybody, but it's the same technique mm. pretty much. Everybody. It's the same process. Yeah. The, I think the, um, the only difference is like, cause I'm so used to ramen, right? The, the feel of it because I'm, I'm increasing the pH level of it. Yep. I'm like, yes. This yeah. feels about right. This is what well, ramen is really for firm. pasta. But like, here's the thing: really with, pasta, firm. with pasta, you can. It's so subjective. Good example. I worked mm-hmm. with Wolfgang. He he liked egg yolk dough, egg yolk okay. dough, right? Um, I prefer egg dough with whole egg and some egg yolk. Whole egg. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, a little couple splashes of milk and a little olive oil. But um, you know, mm-hmm. it really depends on which flour you use. Um, I will argue that I think extruded pasta is probably my favorite when it's fresh. Um, there's like, you know, there's a lot of nuances between different types of pasta, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, listen, it's, it's all about learning, man. It's all about, you know, being a chef is like, that's the best part about being a chef is learning so many things. There's so like, dude, yeah. the opportunities are endless. I you can never learn enough too. It's dude, like, so I, much I swear to God, like I, I am, I always want to go back to like creating fine dining technique. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like creating fine dining. Like you see my some of my videos, they're pretty like. But I'll be honest, no, two percent of TikTok is interested in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. You know what I'm saying? Once so you start content, getting like the content that I create, like it starts is to watered, pass over, bro. The content that I create is like watered down. But I, I gotta be yeah. honest, Casey, I'm about to go all in back to Michelin star TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I, I really mean, should. Listen, that's the thing. I did. I went that direction where I was making some crazy shit, but like the frustration of trying to explain somebody without the proper foundation first yeah, really kind of gets to me. So that's why I am creating a whole system now where I am going to keep on doing the simple, simple things, right? Like Mm. if you don't know how to cook a piece of fish properly, you have no business cooking sous vide. (laughs) Yes or no? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Right? Like, listen, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, if I'm doing like super high end techniques and I have a 16 year old cook that wants to learn how to do that, I wouldn't show them that in the restaurant. I'd be like, okay, first, 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 first off, son. Okay. First off, Sear off fish. I, Let's yeah, go. Like, I need you to tell me the difference between these two items, right? Like, I'm going to get you a basket yeah, yeah. of vegetables and I want you to tell me which one is cilantro, which one's parsley, which one's scallions. Okay. Mm. Like, this Basics. is a problem that I ran into with the with the super high end cuisine. You know, people wanted recipes and they but like I know through the freaking screen that they're ba- it's basic technique that they need to know first. You need to have a foundation, yeah. man. So many people have fucked up modernist cuisine because they don't know the foundation of what so- something's supposed to taste taste like before they just jump mm-hmm. right into fucking around with agar agar. You know, mm-hmm. 
um, or like over on a xanthan and they're like yeah. why is it so gummy you're like well because yeah. you got to measure it like you know yeah dude. there's a science to it if you are using more than you know if you're using more than two percent of the weight of whatever you're doing with xanthan with xanthan gum bro you're oh, fucking done and yeah. here's the thing, Casey. You need to you need to get a high quality xanthan gum. You need to have yeah. a xanthan that doesn't have any filler, and that is a mm. good quality because it, depending on where which company you get it from, it could be it could be more thicker or less thicker. It could take you know uh, a higher hydration to to um, mm-hmm. thicken or to activate. That's why when we when I and get this when I was at Alinea and I still to this day. It's a better idea to hydrate the hydrocolloid first, meaning mm. a flurry. So just like you yeah. would before starch, you do the same thing with xanthan. Then you add it to the liquid. And um, I, but I'll be I'll be honest, man. Like I, I thoroughly, I am gonna die on this hill. I think you need to know foundational cuisine before you get into crazy shit. Because if mm. not, if not, you're wasting your time. I'm telling you, putting the cart before the horse. Can I share with you? Um- I, I've always laughed at someone, you know, when they do the smoke technique, when they have the little smoker and yeah. they do a table side and they're like, oh, we're going to perfume this. I'm like, bro, do you even realize what you're about to do right now? Yeah. Like, uh, do you, do you know how long it's, you need to take, you can't just nonchalant, just add smoke to this and then yep. serve it to somebody. Like, have you tried it? Have you smelled it yourself first? Yeah. Have you tried it with the dish without it? Like there's, there's so many questions and yep. I think people need to, I, I think. Think like that first before they're yep. kind of trying to do any of this stuff. So I, I've always yeah. cringed when somebody did the, uh, you know, when you the did smoke the close you know off and you're like, hey, you know what, Casey? I agree with you 100%. And you know what I hate most more than anything? Fucking wood chips. Oh my God. Yes. <sighs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. When you yes, really barbecue yes, yes, something, yes. when you really like slow, really nice barbecue something, um, you know, wood chips are like, the worst thing you can do, like I, I like, and here's the thing, I'm and I'm I'm a sucker for it because I didn't know what barbecue was when I was a chef, like mm-hmm. being a chef, and I used to just soak the wood chips in water, which is by far the worst thing you can freaking do, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, when the when it's when the wood chips are super wet, they give off that acrid smoke, yeah. and the wood chips when they're super dry, like when the wood chips are when they start burning, they it burns like it gives you white smoke. It doesn't give you good smoke. And that's yeah. the problem. It's too powerful. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but the smoking gun is throw that bitch in the trash to me. Yeah. And here's really. the thing: I'm I'm gonna sh- I'm shooting myself in the foot because I used to use it all the time when it first came out, <laughs> dude. When it first came out, I used like to light it like it was a bong, dude. Like, like yeah, check yeah, this yeah. out. We would smoke everything. We would smoke the pork tenderloin. We smoked, but like I got to be honest, it wasn't the proper smoke that you want. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. um, Anybody that's out there, okay, chef, what's the solution? Great. Take a split, quarter quarter piece of wood, quarter small piece of wood, light it on fire, okay? Let the bitch burn for about 10 minutes until mm. it's until it's, you see it's black and it's lit. You take that piece and you put it wherever your smoking contraption is, okay? But don't mm. put it out. You need proper airflow so it can stay lit. Now, you will get a proper barbecue flavor off of this piece of wood. So- mm. Let me give you an example. Um, I had to smoke salmon the other day, and um, instead of using the wood chips, I took a, pe- a little baby piece of wood, okay? And you need to have a lot of space. You can't take that baby piece of wood and put it under, like, a 400 pan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just saw, I just saw uh, a video, actually. It was so funny with the tabletop smoker. 
and uh, I okay. forgot who the creator was, but it was a little mini smoker. Bitch, get that shit out of here, bro. Yeah, no, nah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. You're better off. You're better off taking a Weber grill, a Weber grill, and just putting that one chunk in there. Like I said, light the chunk, yeah. light the chunk, let it burn, like completely on fire. Let it burn and until all like. Then once it's lit, but it's all black, dude. That is the smoke that you want. Now some heat mm-hmm. will come off of that, but. It's much better. You get a much better, much cleaner smoke flavor. So now I'm not hating yeah. on anybody that does the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not, I don't want anybody to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Listen, barbecue to me is like, it's deep down in my soul. So it's I am just myself learning as I well. You. you saw the rib, you saw the rib video that I posted today? I did. I did. It looked good. And it, he, I was about to, cause I pulled it up. So, I mean, like where we have it right now, yeah. um, I really dig the texture that you got. It's not pull off the bone. It still had bite. Oh, yep. yeah. You know right why? Here. You know why? Let's, let's talk right about here. this. Let's talk about this real quick. Hold on. Let's watch the video and let's talk about it. Cause I want to talk okay, about hold on. it. So I pull it up as you're, as you're kind of going through the motions here. Where's your name at right here? So again, when you were, when you were doing this, uh, the pork. Ooh, Ooh. I, I knew it. I was like, yeah, ah, look, yo, Casey, let's talk about this. Mm. I want to talk about this. This is great. And I want to talk about, um, and I want to talk about, uh, because, okay, I'm not going to lie. The color grading kind of throws it off, but there is a tiny smoke ring, but anyway, no, I can see it. Yeah, it, but, it's, but it's it's better if if I didn't have the the grading is um is throwing it off a little bit it makes it bright white because the ISO but anyway it's fine um so let's talk about this because I am a pork connoisseur and uh, I'll be honest yes, I like yes, my yes. spare ribs super tender because they're too chewy uh-huh. but baby back or pork loin ribs right the where they come off the pork loin mm-hmm. dog I will eat a medium and you can eat a medium yeah. because of the fucking fat content. Seriously, not going to lie. So here's the thing. I think, I think, uh, baby back ribs like that should not be fall off the bone. No, they need to have chew. They need to have chew. They need to have texture. But here's the thing. Like you need to be able to bite out of it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I reheated those the next day. They were overcooked, overcooked. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, they were perfect in the moment I had them. Oh, they were so good. But um, I'm making a public service announcement. I'm telling you right now, you do not want your baby back ribs to fall off the bone because they're going to be super. Mm. That means to me as a chef, they are super dry, super dry. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a high enough fat content that you can actually cook a medium to mid well. And they're delicious. They're absolutely delicious. Hold on. Like I, I knew it when you cut it, like I could see it, but like I was waiting for the. I was waiting for you to pull it off your teeth to see the texture. And I'm like, oh, damn it. looks so yeah. good. So kudos yeah, to you dude. right there. Oh, my yeah. God. I was just like, I got yeah, so jealous. Yeah. I'm, make, I'm making fucking, uh, I'm making a little chicken. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Chicken sandals today. And I this pulled up Ooh. my face. I'm like, I don't even want to make this anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I want to make yours. You know what? It's funny. Damn it. I'm going to do, um, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to cook some stuff on the beach of town probably uh, next week. I have a, um, but uh, yeah, let's, you know, that's funny because like, I think um, there's a parts of the shoulder as well that I wanted to say that you can eat medium as well of parts of the mm-hmm. pork shoulder. So there's like two muscles, I mean, you know, uh, I have to show you though, because uh, I went down the rabbit hole. I got a, I got a new series coming out. Yeah, it's yeah. about wild boar 
and I went down mm-hmm. the rabbit hole of freaking pork. And uh, what I mm-hmm. realized is like, there's a part of the pork. There's two parts. There's a part where the rump is, where the hip okay. connects, where the it's. They call okay. So in the hunter world, they call it a backstrap. They call it the pork loin okay. the backstrap. And there's a part of the backstrap or the pork loin that connects to this hip muscle, the the ham okay. uh, the ham hock the the uh, the leg. Okay. And it's a it's a roast, and it has a layer of fat this thick. And, um, and and let me tell you something. When you cook this, you cook this mother chucker right. You have that super crispy skin, and you have the texture of the loin and the the rump roast. It's beautiful. Ah. Same same thing with the shoulder. There's a part of the shoulder on the back that doesn't move that much. You can eat it like a steak, like medium. And mm-hmm. um, it's close to where like it's. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have to show you, but um, that is mm-hmm. also as well. But yeah. So if you're out there, don't overcook your baby back ribs. Don't go over 350 degrees. Don't go under 250 mm. degrees. I, I cooked those at like 275, 300 um, yeah. for about an hour and a half. And then I wrapped them and then put them back on the smoker. Um, because those are a hybrid of Chinese style barbecue. Yeah, so, exactly. That's yeah. why I said. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was like, yeah. Right so, here. so scallion right here. hits the field. So regular. So it looks like baby back ribs, uh, the finished product, but it's actually a trick. So, yeah. um, yeah. And I can't tell you the spice, I'm gonna, I'll probably post the so recipe, but honestly, they were so fire, man. They were mm. so fire. And here's the thing. The reason why I didn't smoke them all the way is because the, the, um, the ginger, the, uh, the ginger, the scallion, the garlic was, I was starting to like, um, turn to charcoal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to heart. So I was like, okay, so next time I'm going to strain the vegetables out and then rub the pork loin down. It would have been. Yeah, yeah money and you saw you saw that little I mean, it looks great you know that's the secret right there you saw the it looks ketchup? great yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like it looks great i want it yeah um it, i've already eaten but i want it like it's yeah. so good and, I, and it's I, funny because i think i think i might have got a couple comments that um said that they're still undercooked but that's totally fine man it's so subjective did you? Like, like uh I was expecting people to say, "Oh my God, they're not cooked." Away. But you know what? They were perfect, bro. And when I and, and believe it or not, when I served it the next day to like to people, they loved it, dude. They, dude, they freaking crushed it. They, it was unbelievable. Mm. And uh, you know what I did is I cut them up. So basically, I just threw them back in the oven to warm them like two seventy five for about ten minutes. And then I kept and I hot held them. But then the problem was is the bone started wiggling out, and I'm like, "Damn, yeah. girl!" But it was fine. Cause, cause like when you have your whole, your whole rib, you, the, the part you need to worry about is that last part, you know, the last Correct. part, not yeah, the other ones. Last, yeah. Once, those, once, once you start seeing those bones, that's when, that's when it's overcooked, but it's totally fine. You can eat your ribs however you want. I just don't yeah. like, my, uh, I don't like the loin ribs, um, overcooked. When I worked at the, the smokehouse for briefly about a month, um, they've always, when I, when we were smoking it, like you have to wait till the bone is literally like you can see it fully. I'm like, mm. I was yeah, like, can I can I just show you my version real quick? Just just give me a rack. Let me just show you this version that I know from Chinese cuisine. Maybe yeah. you'll like it, bro. I'm telling you right now, I I served that shit 135, Brandon, oh. and they couldn't get enough of it. They're like, oh my oh. god, what is that texture? I'm like, it's we're using primo pork. Yeah, why not give them the satisfaction of the yep. juiciest bite that they can get? And just a general five uh, five spice uh, rub right Ooh. on it, and then yeah. um, th- literally that was it. And then yeah. just like a ginger sauce, like a ginger garlic sauce, like with scallions, bro. They they fucking loved it. I'm like, yeah. eh. but the people would uh, would uh, on the outside be like, this is raw. 
Yep. Because you can yep. see pink, like full pink on the inside. So, but, but you know what? You know, David Chang brought this up uh, a while back, and I think we need to start normalizing eating chewy protein. Yeah. We need to normalize it. it because, like, here's the thing. Like, dude, uh, I have a video coming out. It's about it's a short rib. Um, video. I might have to reshoot it. I might have to uh, mm. reshoot the steak part, but it's okay. Anyway, needless to say, short rib, um, I was going to make this video of showing people that like their steak well done of what a mid rare medium steak tastes like, right? Cause you can mimic oh. the same texture with the short rib by cooking it for mm. 24 hours at a low temperature, uh, for a long enough time to break down the connective tissues to make it soft. Mm. Right. But it's still a temperature where the meat is still kind of juicy. Mm. Anyway, needless to say, like, you know, even like with the popularity of, um, you know, uh, Korean barbecue, you know, we cut the short ribs are really thin, bulgogi, you know, you name it. And we're, that's how, that's how they're eating it. And it's like, you're eating short ribs, mid rare, like mid rare, medium, you know, super thin sliced. Yeah. And I Absolutely. prefer it. You know why? Because you actually taste the beef. You get that texture. You get the flavor. Yeah, man. Like, you know, when people pick up turkey legs and then shake the bone out, like, I'm like, yeah, I mean. Over. And, I mean, listen, but Way listen, over. some people, Dry. some people freaking love it like that, you know, and I, yeah, and I don't blame them, but I like, you know, like I, I gotta be honest, like to me, that's overcooked now the same thing. And I'll be honest and I'm going to tell myself here, but the same thing with braised lamb shank, braised lamb shank. I thought it was always supposed to be like tender melt off the bone type deal mm. until I had one sous vide. Then I, then it changed my life. Right. The first yeah. time I had a sous vide lamb shank and I, I was blown away with how much jelly came off of that thing in my, mm. my lip. Dude, it was like I had lip gloss on, bro. <laughs> Crazy. It's yeah. so good. Uh, so we took like I a love coffee. texture. Yeah. We took like, like I really a, do. Yeah. We took like a, um, like a, a really concentrated um, demi gloss and we put it in there, in there with the roasted lamb shanks, rosemary, carrot, onion, whatever. Mm. Sous vide. It was like 185 for I forgot how long, but um, a long time. And I'm telling you right now, you pulled it out and then we just picked it up. We just kept glazing it, you know, in the, in the juice bag, in the bag, mm. the juice from the bag. And uh, it was so delicious, but the lamb wasn't overcooked. So you still had this lamb nuance. When you have a super yeah. braised, like whatever it is, beef or lamb, like you lose all of the flavor of the actual meat in the sauce when you, yeah. you know what I'm saying, when you do that. And it's kind of hard, like, because that's what we've done this whole time as chefs. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, reg regular chefs, I, yeah. I should say, you know, uh, it just depends where, where you, where your cuisine is. I've always, I've always eaten a lot of things raw, always, even yeah. in the Philippines. And I was being right. That's just how I like my meat. I really do. Chicken, pork, essentially. Oh, I'm about to do um, a pork adobo dish, Filipino oh. style, or lufo ran uh, in Chinese cuisine. Same exact thing. Everybody has a different version of it but i'm gonna cook that pork literally 120 brandon i'm gonna pull that out and let that glaze over on top on the flat top oh yeah it's gonna be fire I'm yeah and you know what i like doing maybe you know tomorrow I like, I like cooking it like so 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 let's say so it was funny because i had a pork chop uh this few months back i made uh schnitzels for my kids and my wife mm. you know they like they like well done I had a, I had the end piece and I cooked that, I cooked that motherfucker like one, yeah, it was 135. I let it rest. Like I cooked it to like 125, like a steak. I let it rest yeah. all the way. Just let it mm -hmm. rest all the way until it comes back down to like 80, 90 degrees. Then from there, flash it, 
then slice it, and then I'm eating it. And it was so delicious. And my wife was I like, know. It's don't so good. kiss me with your lips. <laughs> no. <laughs> team, team dry chicken. But I, but I totally get it, man. I totally get it why these people freak out. I was one of those people. I was one of those people, man, like where um, – you know, I was one of those people until I went to culinary school, until I worked in really fine dining restaurants, until I worked in restaurants and became a chef. And then I started to realize like, okay, this is not going to kill me. And honestly, this is better. That's why like, I try to tell, um, you know, young chefs to develop your palate, just go out, go out to eat at places that you wouldn't consider yeah. eating at. Okay. And I'm not talking about the crab shack. Okay. <laughs> Even though crab, <laughs> hey, boiling crab is fire. Don't get me wrong, but go to a chef driven restaurant that, you know, a reputable restaurant. Oh, Philip LeMoyne in the house. Dude, my, dude, he's my spirit I animal. Know. Man. Homie's here. Yeah. Did you see that he's video here. he just posted? The, the lobster? And, I have uh, not yet. Oh, I have not dude. yet. Dude, I got to check dope. it out. There's so many. I got to catch up. Listen There's to me, so many. Philip. We love you. Your freaking videos are amazing. Uh, like the way he shoots them, it's just great, man. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like the yeah. pinnacle of like beautiful uh, short form videos for me. So I love mm. it anyway. But uh, him and whiskey, so annoying, what? annoyingly well. Like I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous. He's like, yeah. don't judge me. Don't judge me, <laughs> dude. It's yeah, I won't judge you, man. Trust me. That that looked spot on, man. It really did look really good. Oh, can I just pull it up? Yeah, pull I'm it up. On yeah. I'm on the internet. I'm on the freaking internet. Hold up. Yeah. Hold on, give it me a second. Really and he got a lot of flack in the comment section. Like, oh, it's too expensive. Oh, it's too expensive. And I'm just like, Jesus, that's when you know they, they pour. They all pour. <laughs> Dude, that like, but that in Vegas probably would like with a piece of frog raw, you could probably definitely get a good a good uh price point for that. Hold on. There you go. Give me one sec. Hey, we're doing the um is the lobster roll one, right? Yeah, lobster roll one. Uh hold on, hold on. Philip, this is for you, homie. Yes. Live. It's ridiculous. Dude. Like, get out of here. Are you serious with that, yo? It's beautiful. Go ahead, Philip. Oh. How oh. big is that lobster? That must oh, have been a that's pound. why. You probably had like a three and a half pound lobster claw. That probably yeah. Was like you had a huge one. But, yeah. okay, look, at, look, at, look how he shoots, though, man. It's amazing. It's like a commercial. Uh, caviar, a little excessive, but I get it. I get it. I get yeah. It. I told him a piece of foie gras, and that's it, bro. Game over. Look at that. Ooh. And, and a little flaky, a little gold flakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Truff, Truff sent him this to make a video. So. Uh, 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 I didn't know. Yeah. It looks great. It looks, it looks, would I serve it in my restaurant? Mm, Probably not. (laughs) I I think this is supposed to be a a show dish. You know what I'm saying? Like I totally get it. I think, ah, just to be clear, that lobster kit that's sold as a set. Oh, okay. Ah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You know, um, Philip, you know what? I just noticed that the claws on that thing were huge. Yeah. Caviar angle. That was the first time you had caviar. What? Yeah. The edible gold leaf you can get on Amazon. It's kind of overplayed though, but like uh, I totally get it. It's like supposed to be like for rich people only. But I just realized those lobster claws that were on there were freaking huge. It probably came from a three to four pound lobster. So yeah, you know, so three to four pounder. Yeah, you're looking so at your you know, anywhere from fifty to sixty pounds per pound, or sixty dollars per pound for that that lobster. 
Um, you should have told uh, you should have told uh, Truff to get you the uh, one the chick lobsters, the one point five pounders. The chick lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's be honest. They taste better. You know they do. Um, the one point five to two pound. They, that's that's a good range. And yeah. I, I will argue that lobsters taste uh, a lot better in Maine. You know the really hard shell lobsters don't taste really good. Yeah. When they when they first when they molt after they molt that the next six months they're pristine. Yeah. Really good. It's 250 per sando. That's not bad. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Listen, I'm bro. There's so many dishes like that in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Shoot, I'm not even talking on my. He's also using the Ocetra, um, the caviar stuff too. That's not too bad. Yeah, so like you're getting, you're getting pretty much almost primo stuff. Yeah. Um, What's that other one? The uh, the pure surgeon one. I forget. Um, The. Comes in a box. I forget now. Um, I don't know, but it's it starts with a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts with a K. K. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Kaluga. But anyway. Is it Kaluga? Is it Kaluga? I don't remember. That's okay. But, it's more uh, expensive than this. That's all I know. That's, that's what I remember. Yeah. I don't but know. That looks ridiculous. Philip. Dude, a piece of... If he would have made... If that would have been a... Um, like a, a Wagyu style burger with a piece of foie and foie then, gras on top. then the lobster, yeah. then the caviar. I would, I think, you know what, Philip, next time I would have put the caviar on top of the bun. I think the that bun. would have been the move. I think the caviar on top of the bun. And if it would have been a potato bun, oof, beautiful. It looks like potato. It looks potato-y. Oh, like actually, you're right. It does. It did. It kind of does. Yeah. Like cause brioche-y. I think, I yeah, I would think like a uh, like a milk bun or yeah, that probably was a potato bun. Right. It looks like it. Feels like it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll never know. Bro, I thought for sure the video today that I posted was gonna pop off, but it's so funny how like how the tables turn, dude. I do what I do had <laughs> a video for like three seconds yesterday, like because I thought it was somebody sent it to me and said, Hey, just can you just blind react to this? And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, no problem. And I did, and I'm like laughing, and I'm like sitting on my couch, and it gets you know twenty plus k views, and I'm just like I'm laughing because I'm like, dude, this is so stupid. Like I hate TikTok because like I know what creates viral videos, but I gotta be honest, I'm gonna stick to the content that I want to create, but I also throw yeah. in some gems there. But it was pretty funny. I still got more still gold got more flakes, gold and flakes. I want to bling out an entire bun. Yeah, that's a good idea, dude. That's a good idea, man. You should. Oh, you know what I, I like? I like. Uh, I made this dish where I wrapped um, for New Year's. For New Year's at uh, Hotel Bel Air, we wrapped, uh, we had fingerling potatoes with, we scooped it out with the melon baller and then put a lump of caviar in there and we served it with sour cream and everything, but we wrapped the potato in gold leaf. So one piece of gold leaf on the whole potato. And I ordered 10 packets of gold for this. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. But but I got to be honest, it was so, it was so stupid because like, halfway through service and I'm like, you know what? This isn't really magical anymore. Like what's magical? A warm potato with the cold caviar and the sour cream. But when Mm. you eat a cold potato, it's not good. You know, it's not like, okay, it's good, but it's not magical. You know, it's not like delicious. Mm. And I think that was really important. I'm like, yeah, forget the gold leaf. We'll put a little piece on top. And uh, that was it. (laughs) Did you guys make the sour cream? No, we didn't make it, but we use uh, we use Bell Bell uh, Bellwether Bellwether sour cream, which is oh, really Bellwether. good. Yeah I, yeah, I think like you know that's another thing, man. I've made sa- I I just recently made sour cream and I made creme fraiche. And um, I'll be honest, I made it with raw raw milk, raw uh, mm-hmm. 
organic raw milk and organic sorry, cream, cream. Yeah. I made it with cream and uh, I gotta be honest, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the, the store-bought. And yeah. I, I will, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here. I like the texture of sour cream better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's well, firmer. Cause like the store-bought has conditioners and stuff. Like it makes it really like the prime. Yeah. Um, like yeah. And, well, this, this creme fraiche didn't, the, the one that I, the one that I was using, it was like, you know, once you stir it, it starts to get watery and I like that, but to a certain extent, I don't see. I'm all yawning on here. Sorry, I'm tired. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, to a certain yeah, extent, I later over there. Yeah, to a certain extent, I like that, but then uh, I, sometimes I want it to sit up on the plate. So that's why. All listen, right. man, well, I swear to God, if I'm going to open a restaurant, man, I gotta, I gotta have full control over everything. I got you. you, you know yeah, what I'm you saying? can't just have. You can't be just like a. I mean, okay. So <laughs> a little, a little story on me. I am, I'm like. I have 20% swing on his restaurant, right? Mm. But still final on everything is absolutely the owner. He's literally yeah. the chef owner of it. So I, I can't do too much of what I what I would like to do. But then again, yeah. he knows the clientele. I get it. Absolutely, whatever. But if it were my restaurant, though, then we would do you yeah. know, our own thing. But that's the game we play, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. And um, it's, funny, it's, it's funny because there's so many lucrative opportunities out there. But I just can't fathom. I just mm. can't even wrap my head around even thinking about taking a deal without equity or a partnership or yeah. full control over like food, full control. Like I don't want any type of manager telling me how to cook or what to cook. And the mm. thing is, is I know that sounds kind of selfish, but, uh, mm. you know, and I don't have enough clout. I don't have enough clout to like have like, well, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want the type of investors that are out there. I want a silent investor. I want somebody to give me their money and not fucking say anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I got to be honest, it's not like, dude, it's just like, it's shitty, man. Cause I, I pinned myself in that position and like, I'm going to fully own it now. I'm just going to own it. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, you need to go with a buddy. Be like, Hey, but, do you trust me? You yeah, know? Well, and he's like, yeah. The thing. You know, Casey, I will be honest. The problem is, is with when you get investors and I've ran into this issue so many times and I've seen it firsthand it's all cool when it's a passion project, but you know, you have two, you have two routes. You can go with an investor that is a restaurant tour, but then they're going to have mm. say in how the restaurant is operated. Okay. Mm. Bottom line, that's not a bad route. Not for me. Um, or well, unless I stoop down, like, unless I say, okay, mm. I'm going to be a kitchen manager now. Um, you know, which is basically what's what happens. Or you have somebody who like in tech and it's just like, you know, they have the seven mil to freaking throw around because they have you know endless <laughs> amounts of money. But here's they have the capital. They want a return on investment within a year or two. And that's yeah, it's not gonna happen. an issue because restaurants are not profitable for the first at least year and a half, two years. Yeah. Like it's just that's just how it works, man. And here's the thing you're not making money in the restaurant unless you have multiple of them. Yeah. Really? You know? That's fact. You're Very like, fact. ROI you, is essentially like three years ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: like, half, if it's you know? if it depends on what it is. If it's fast casual, then okay, okay, different different ball game. If it's mm. like to go food, it's different. But um, you know, there's I've seen so many. I've built two restaurants. I've opened restaurants. I've talked to investors. I've done rest like I've, and I just got man. I, I don't want to talk about a sob story here, but I just got like, and I continue <laughs> to be like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Like. 
it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like, and it's, uh, I'm a little jealous because my brother just got a new job. So he's, he's done with the Kempton. He's, um, he's, uh, he was there for five years. So his, it was his time mm. and he got a cool job, man, with these, uh, with this restaurant group. And I'm really excited for him. But at the same time, I'm super jealous, right? Cause he's my brother. And like, uh, yeah. and it's funny because Oh, think you'd start with something smaller, less overhead, like a food truck or a pop-up. I think pop-up is the route, but I got to admit, um, you know, Philip, like, and I'll be honest, it's just not smart for me right now because I have, a, yeah. I have a wife and two kids, right. And the kids are small and it's just like, I need, they're my first priority. My shit comes to second, right. To my kids and my family. But here's the thing, like, um, you know, for me, what I'm going to continue to do, and this could change all tomorrow is just keep on grinding the way I'm grinding and hopefully yeah. see what comes to fruition. But I did a pop-up before I did pop-up, uh, I did pop-ups in LA and it was so much fun. I loved it. It was amazing. But here's the thing. When you want to operate your own business, you need capital. Yeah. And here's the, th- and here's the other thing. Wolfgang Puck told me himself, don't ever use your own money. That's what he, yeah. the one thing he told me. And so when it comes down to it, unless you have the capital or you have the money to throw in the garbage, it's kind of difficult, my man. It's kind <laughs> of the di- garbage. I mean, look how look how many restaurants shut down in LA, bro. Like freaking sixty yeah. percent of them couldn't make it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, I know we got to wrap it up here, but like, no, no, it's all good. Look, Same in New York City. Same thing. Dude. One in one in six. And all that's closed. the thing. That's the thing. It's like okay, so let me put things in perspective. If I were to take a, out a small business loan of 250k, right? Let's just say. Mm. 250k. I have to get the lease. You have to sign a year lease, right? Let's say the the rent is 10 grand. You have to hire staff. You have to have an HR person. You have to have an LLC. You have to have, there's so many things you have to do. And I'm telling you right now, that money goes like that. It really does. And you, there are so many, there are so many hoops and hurdles where it's almost best if you hop into an existing restaurant and become the chef owner, or Mm -hmm. you have somebody that has really deep pockets that really doesn't really care about the operations of the restaurant that just wants to give you the money. And so that way you can, um, you know, you have a business plan and a deck, but like, it's not as easy as it looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really is. But I like, I like Plus the idea. A restaurant. Yeah, I love the idea of doing pop-ups. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I should post the video of my pop-ups that I, be, that I did before. Um, I thought that was cool, man. Like, have you know, have a couple businesses on the side that is, allows me to do the pop-up dinners. You know what I mean? That's probably the best uh-huh. route to go. But um, I, um, it's funny because um, the the amount of opportunities there are now executive chef here, chef to cuisine here, chef. To cuisine. I'm sure you've seen it, Casey. They're all over the place, uh-huh. bro. Like quite a it, lot. Quite yeah, a lot. It's absolutely crazy. But guess what, man? I am so sorry. But if you sign on as a sous chef or an executive chef, you are you you better negotiate the amount of hours you're gonna work. Yep. That's the one thing. That's the one thing specifically that like, I like. like ah. Listen, listen, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Like I used to work ninety to a hundred hours a week. I would yeah, never see my wife, up. my kids. And it wasn't until COVID happened. It was like a blessing and a curse. Literally, it was like a blessing and a curse because I'm like, fuck, I actually like working out. I actually like creating content. I actually like doing yeah. this. I like spending time with my kids. Fuck, yeah. like, And it's funny because it's like, dude, I could never go back to working 80, 90 hours a week. And you know what? My wife called me out on this shit too, man. 
because she's like, uh-huh. I just don't understand. Like I was working at Hotel Bel Air and uh, I was, we were off, oh, dude. I was like, I had to work six days. I was working 14, 16 hour days. Oh. Yeah. And you know, she's like, she's like, well, you need more staff. I'm like, well, what do you mean? We need more staff. And I'm like, well, we have what we need. I'm just at work. And she's like, yeah. well, you're not managing your time properly. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, baby, that hurts. Is, is breakfast, lunch, dinner. And she's like, okay. But like, I don't understand why you have to be there from eight o'clock in the morning all the way until 11 o'clock at night. She's like, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is the business. You know, my, my fucking badge of honor. You know what I'm saying? And uh, same thing with my current job, bro. I, I was working 90, 100 hours a week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, For no fucking reason. Yeah. Just to, you know, just I to mean, get ahead, just to, you know, butcher the fish for the next day. And now, now, dog, now, pff, bro, you, you get, man, I'm at like, dog, I barely worked 38 hours last week. You know, no, I'm just playing. I worked like, uh, I worked, but like, I'm really conscious about that now. And uh, the thing is, is what we don't realize to. as chefs is, you know, we sign up for a salary for 40 hours a week. 40 yes. hours a week is what's on our paycheck. Now, uh-huh. obviously, there's some wiggle room, right? Fifth, you know, uh, 45, 48 hours, maybe 50 hours. I'll give you that a couple weeks out of the year. But, dog, every week scheduling managers for 70 to 90 hours to cover? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. It's also corporate mentality, too, it, right? Yeah, and Try this to is what we built in. As this much is as what possible. us chefs built in because we have too much freaking ego, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm only working like 45, 50, 50 last week. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm talking about. So like basically, so you're probably in the same boat that I am where you're like, man, I don't want to like, I don't want to work. I don't want to go back. I don't want to work really 14 don't. hours a day. Doug, I worked, I worked a 14 hour day today and I'm fucking tired, son. I worked, <laughs> I was at work at 6. Your body's not used to it anymore. Yeah, What's dude. Up? Yeah, Your I know. Body's I mean, not used I, to well, this was this is the only day that I have to do it out of the week because I'm because now I'm like, hey, why don't we? You know, this is how we should arrange the schedule. This is what we should do just mm. to make our lives a little easier, and uh, you know, it works out for everybody. It's mutually beneficial, and uh, because that's the thing. I and tell me you don't tell me you don't agree with this. Breakfast and lunch is a shift. Lunch and dinner is a shift. Breakfast, yes. lunch, and dinner is two different worlds. Correct. 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 And, Very. you know, as chefs, we've always just freaking bit the bullet, man. But I have to be honest, you need to have that cup of coffee with your wife before you go to work. You need to build yeah. that relationship. You need to, you know, stream or play Halo or whatever for that 45 minutes. You know, I think it's so important, man. So I get you. That's well, enough of me blabbing. As Sorry. we do end, it's a, it's a long-winded one. But like the, yeah. the whole purpose of it was just so I kind of wanted to talk about sauces because I was – a major hoisin sauce, right? And I told you oh. this. Um, the the um, the pectin and the whatever I use wasn't cutting it for some reason. Yeah, and it turned out eh, like it was it was okay. It yeah. tasted good, but I I can guarantee you it didn't look like what you did, and I didn't yeah. taste like um how yours was. So yeah, I'll probably remake it when when uh, figs are in season, prunes are in season. And well, we need more breaks too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we need more break. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, man. I didn't take a break today. Didn't even fucking do it. Just I, literally had, away, I had to reconcile my credit card. I had to rec- reconcile my uh, my work credit card. And, you know, mm-hmm. my mentality is like, fucking go get this shit off my list because I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. So it's like, if I didn't do it today, I'd have to do it tomorrow. And it's like, I don't want to do this shit in the middle of the day when I'm in my house. 
But anyway, yeah. what I was going to say, Casey, is you just have to use prunes. Prunes are the same thing as plums. So just, uh, yeah. they have dried I have prunes to everywhere. Find some. But the soft ones, just get the soft ones and that will, that mm. will help your situation out. And then also, did you use uh, black beans, uh, fermented black beans, soybeans? Yeah, I have fermented black beans, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. So and I made it a tad more because I like the I like the flavor, so I added a little more. I'd actually have to look at it, but it's a really easy fix. And honestly, you could just call it a plum sauce. But the hoisin, the um, I forgot what my recipe was, but like the plums that I use are supercharged. Okay, they are uh, they're, they're 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 tree ripened. They're tree ripened first, then they're sun dried, and uh, way different than the store. They're night and day difference. Like these Stanley plums that I used, you like you put this you put this motherfucker in your mouth and you get the perfect sweet tart. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So whereas you're if you use those uh, pitted prunes, the prunes, it would be too this also be too sweet and very plum forward. Yeah. The Stanley plums the Stanley plums that I use, bro, game changer. Just look you should look it up. Yeah. I'll send you the link. They're like they're they're oh, the yeah. per, they're the perfect um, to the perfect tart and sweetness, the perfect acidity, perfect sweetness. But, um, yeah. you know, that's what you get when you live out in Cali, but that's yeah. okay. Well, At least you, like, you wouldn't think it mattered so much just on the amount of like, even if you, even if I added more, like maybe like an app or something, I just I literally, it wasn't setting correctly. Yeah. It just felt like wrong. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm cooking it properly. Obviously. You use dates, like, right? You use dates. Look. You use dates. Date. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem because it's too sweet. So a date. So a date is like, if you were to look at the brick scale, a date is like crazy, but no, but no, uh, no flavor, no aroma. Yeah. But it's just straight mm-hmm. sweet. It's like adding brown sugar. Sweet. Oh, you know Perfect. what? I forgot to tell you. Should add. She should have used palm sugar or uh, like rock sugar or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh! Got it, got yeah. it, got it. I totally Instead. forgot. I because the, the original recipe had sugar in it. I was just trying to keep it uh, sugar, uh, low sugar. When I was at uh, mm-hmm. Bel Air. And just I used extra plums, but it, it's okay. We'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. It will, but the duck still came out great. That's all. I, yeah. That's all that mattered. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. At that point, you should have just got the the bottle of hoisin and called it a day. Did you use uh? No, did you make man. pancakes or steam buns? Yeah, I made uh the scallion pancakes, but I made them um, dumpling style, so they're like puffy, so they're like little hamburger styles. You oh. cut it inside. Yeah. And then you kind of that way you can actually grip the duck and eat it sure, with it. not sure. just envelop it yeah i'll be honest i love the duck the picking duck with steam buns love it mm-hmm. and i like my, I, I like i like xl steam buns i don't like uh the small baby ones yeah the small baby ones i know yeah 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 all right that's all nothing too crazy yeah. um yeah, we'll man. go back for next week but other than that ladies and gentlemen we gotta get some more. Uh, we gotta get some more uh, guests on the show. That was fun. so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Um, I believe we have Duffy soon, right? Yeah, ish. I'll, I'll reach out to him again, and I'll also get our. Everybody's busy. Look, a lot of content creators. Oh, we can we can hop off. Anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see y'all next week. 